The Bible is clear that one day Jesus will return. The question is, is there something we must do before he will return? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast where our goal is to educate and motivate y'all how to live him out in your life. So if you like this podcast, go ahead and like it. Subscribe to our channel. Comment if you have any questions or thoughts. It would be great. And share it with a friend if you really like it. It's going to be a great episode today. Yeah. So um, the discussion of the end times has always been a hot topic in the church. Mm -hmm. And um, so much so that over the generations, uh, where you landed on that belief about when or how he was going to return. Or where. Or where. All of it, yeah. (laughs) could land you outside a group. You could all of a sudden find yourself disassociated with a group of mm-hmm. friends or, a, or a, a group of people that you're meeting with or a yep. church or a denomination. Yep, It's been that hot of a topic. And yep. I remember that uh, back in the 80s. I was a new believer. And I remember lots of discussion about the end times mm-hmm. and the rapture and yep. uh, the book from Hal Lindsey, The Late Great Planet Earth. Yep. Tim LaHaye was putting out a lot of information back in the day. Left Behind, yes. the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The original the original Left Behind <laughs> is in the 70s. You know, yeah. Not many people know that. If you look on YouTube, you'll find it. Yeah. Um, so lots of talk about, again, the, the big elements regarding the end times. So the rapture, mm-hmm. uh, the tribulation. In fact, there was a Christian rap group I used to listen to <laughs> called the Rap Shures. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember you showing me them now. And they were rap. Rap, rap, rap about they, the rap, sure. Yes, and they were rap sure about yeah. the rapture. Love it. I loved it. <laughs> so <Okay>. good. <laughs> so the big elements, again, the rapture, the tribulation, the thousand-year reign of Christ on yep. earth or millennium. Yeah. And then the new heaven and new earth. Those are all of the, those are kind of the big elements regarding Mm -hmm. the end times. And so depending upon which camp you were in, you understood the timeline or series or sequence of events to happen differently. Mm -hmm. And man, it was easy to get caught up in all of that. And well-known theologians land in different places on any of these approaches we're going to talk about today, which by the way, that's not the focus of our time today. I'm yeah. just going to, I'm going to hit that. Yeah. We're going to move on to just a specific yeah. element, but your well-known theologians of this day and time uh, fall in different camps. Yep. It doesn't mean that any one of them love the Lord any less yeah. or that they are walking in Satan's massive error. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's one of those things that's been debated from the beginning and people fall in different camps about it and you yep. can get lost in it. You know, there's, yeah, said, what's the saying? You'd rather be on the welcoming committee rather than the party planning committee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, some people believe that there will be a rapture that will remove the church from the earth, and then there will be a great tribulation period that mm-hmm. follows. Uh, and then at the end of that, Jesus will return, uh, and there will be a thousand years of him reigning on the earth, and then a new heaven, a new earth. <laughs> Uh, there are some believe who some there are some who believe that there will not be a rapture, but that there will be a great tribulation, and then Jesus returns with a thousand year reign and a new heaven and new earth. Yeah. There are some that believe there is not a rapture or there's not an actual thousand year reign of Christ, but he does return to the earth and establish his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just three of many different so basically any way you slice it. That's true. Some there are some who believe. This is how it goes. Yeah, there's some who believe that there's going to be a, a seven-year tribulation, but that Jesus is going to um, rapture the church at the Three midpoint. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you have all of these different versions. Are are you pre-trib, pre-tribulation mm-hmm. uh, belief in the rapture, or are you post-trib? Are you mid-trib? And you just get into all pre-mill, these <laughs> pre-meal, pre-millennial, yeah. all of that. So um, <laughs> we would. We would joke about this back in the day, in the 80s. Mm-hmm. We'd go out to eat Mexican food. And if you're at a Mexican food restaurant, of course, the chips come out and salsa. And so we would laugh about what was your what was your belief about that when you were supposed to pray before the meal? Were you pre-chip <laughs> or were you post-chip and pre-meal? You know, and it fit all of these end-time scenarios, you know, pre-trib and pre-meal, yeah. mill, millennial, all of that stuff. It just made for some great conversation, you know, do you? Are you yeah. a mid-chip? Yeah. Do you pray in the middle of the Three, chips before yeah. the meal? Three and a half in. And then there are some, you know, very odd group that would pray post-chip and post-meal <laughs> even, you know. I didn't know anyone that did that, yeah. but. And then you'd all divide up in different camps and start different groups out of it. <laughs> that's right. Only go out to eat with those people who agreed with yeah, that. Yeah, that's right. Because, yeah, you didn't want to pray at different times. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. So. Um, <laughs> it's a lot of fun so far on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. But it's it's really kind of that way when it comes to the end times mm-hmm. discussion. You find people in camps. It seems today that there's not as much discussion about that. But there's been yeah. a bit of a revival yeah. of, of a couple of the different camps and one in particular today we're going to look at. We're going to yeah. drill down into one of these, um, not not because we believe necessarily that it is the biblical model, mm-hmm. but because it is having a, a more a notable impact on the way Christians are living their lives. Yeah, definitely. And I think I think anytime there's a kind of like a you could say a shaking or a hard pressing of mm-hmm. the culture of the the world of the nation, mm-hmm. this. Obviously, it comes way right up into the face of everyone. Hey, how do we believe about the end times? Is, yeah. is this the end times kind of thing? So right. the the view that we're looking at today, uh, it's this this term of dominion theology or dominionism. Or yeah. another term even is the seven mountain mandate. Yeah. And it's this idea that uh, the church should, should seek to control mm-hmm. the seven mountains of the culture. Mm-hmm. And not just influence, but instead have the control over and it's for the sake of whenever the control is had Mm -hmm. then jesus will return and so the seven mountains being education religion family business government military Mm -hmm. arts and entertainment and media they say whenever all of those Mm -hmm. are won over for the sake of christ then jesus will say the world is perfect enough for me to come back i guess yeah Yeah. that's kind of the idea yeah, so a lot of that is shaped. Obviously, these are Christians who believe these things mm-hmm. shaped by their view of Scripture, but it really mm-hmm. comes down to this this end times view. Mm-hmm. They that is what shapes, if not all of some, if not all of this whole discussion, because they believe more of a uh, a post millennial uh, post uh, yeah. view, the thousand years reigning here yeah. on earth. Before Christ comes back. Basically. Yeah, that, that it's the church's responsibility to usher in the kingdom yes. so that Jesus can come again. Yes. And that unless we do that, that he will not return. Mm-hmm. And so his returning is really kind of based on our behaving. Yes. That's interesting. Yes. And so that has some very large implications. And as you start 
as we walk through this today, I think it'll become clear mm-hmm. um, that that affects how people live their life. Their in view is not mm-hmm. just a separate uh, Bible topic that maybe yeah. gets discussed in in a class at yeah. church, but no, this is a way of life, and this way of yeah. life affects how they live him out. Yeah, and I would say before hearing the things we're going to talk about with this group, you know, maybe if you don't believe in the Dominion theology or or the Seven Mountains mandate, mm-hmm. I would not go into this thinking, oh, these sorry people just are the absolute worst <laughs> who believe this way, but instead realize oh that is why they believe that yeah. and here here's how i can help them see the truth yeah right they're they're believers they're followers yeah. of jesus they just view the end times differently which then affects how they live their lives yes differently so it's it's not this is not designed to uh discredit bash or call evil mm-hmm. <laughs> these people uh, or, or even that belief, but to just recognize what it is and understand how how it's playing out. Uh, I, I, mean, I will be up front and say, this is not the way I interpret scripture, and we will look at that as we move forward today, how mm-hmm. we interpret that here at Vertical and, and why uh, why we believe the way we do. But there, the dominion theology, the dominionism, begins with a view of scripture that, yeah. that they have. So I want to look at some of those passages that they use to help frame their their philosophy and their way of life that says, okay, it's the church's mandate to seek to influence but even take control over the seven major um, aspects of culture. Mm-hmm. Okay, So uh, the first they would begin in early in Scripture would be um, the mandate that God gave to Adam and Eve, it said that God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the seas, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So they would take yeah. from yeah. that mandate the the calling to have dominion, mm-hmm. not just over the physical uh, aspects of the planet, but the entire planet itself, that this mm-hmm. is part of their purpose and their identity as the people of God is yeah. to bring the dominion of God's yeah. reign over all things yeah. to rule everything. Yeah, right. Uh, they would not, also not just have a voice in. Right. They would also use Isaiah two, uh, verses two and three, where it says, "Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains, and shall be exalted above the hills, and all nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come." And say, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. So it's truth. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's truth from Scripture. Yeah. Uh, key is when that comes to pass and how that comes to pass. Uh, they would also use uh, verses like Deuteronomy 7 that says, when the Lord your God brings you into the land which you go to possess and has cast out many nations before you, uh, the Hittites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Canaanites and the Perizzites and the Hivites and the Jebusites, then here it is, seven nations greater (laughs) and mightier than you. (laughs) It goes on to say these were to be removed from the land. You were to seek to have dominion over these seven nations. So you put together the nations uh, or the seven nations here, 
You take the the dominion passage from Genesis, and you take this mountain of the Lord from Isaiah. You start getting this picture that you find. This is what we ought to do among the dominion uh, theology. You find out this is where it comes from. And I will say, you find it in different churches and different denominations today. It seems to be refining. Seems to be finding its revival among Pentecostals. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is where you'll find. Uh, most of this taught and believed today. They would also take from Deuteronomy 28, which promises uh, blessings to those who obey the law of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Uh, At the end of it, it says that um, the Lord, uh, this is in 12 through 14, it says the Lord uh, will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not beneath. If you keep the if you heed the commandment of the Lord your God, which I command you today, so there's truth in all of this. Yeah. But the implication is, what does this mean? How do you interpret all of these verses together as a whole? And then, does it really mean that our mandate yeah. as Christians and as the church is to influence and seek to control, yeah. to find places of leadership, and then bring about God's law in the land? So that the law is based on God's laws as a framing for Jesus to return. That's mm-hmm. a lot of implications there and a lot of um, interpretation of Scripture that yeah. we have to really look at. So, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, also, the thing I've noticed is that based on the view that you have of the end times and about the Bible and who you are, it begins to affect everything about your life. This one, more notably because... The people who tend to believe this view of dominionism, they become more assertive and aggressive about their interactions with the culture for yeah. for some very yeah. understood reasons based on what we've read so far at least because now they would see that their identity and purpose as a believer is rooted in this taking dominion. This is what I am supposed to do. This is who yeah. I am. Yeah, and if and if you're not doing that, well, you must not want Jesus to come back to the earth. Right, there's something wrong with yeah. you, and so you better be assertive and aggressive mm-hmm. and taking a stand and trying to take over. Yeah, this is this is this is your waking breath. Yeah, you know? exactly. This is your this is your passion. This yeah. is what you do. Uh, they also find their favor with God based on this, yeah, or, or lack of favor. So mm-hmm. you either. If you're doing this, God's pleased with you. If you're not doing this, if you're just trying to live a simple, quiet life, then you're not. You're you're, you're not in that place. But your favor then rests on you if and only if you are actually doing this and getting ready for this to happen in your life. Mm -hmm. So uh, we've we've talked to people here in our church Mm -hmm. that have lived kind of under this uh, weight Yep. The pressure. They've been in a church before. Yeah, who, absolutely. Who taught some of these uh, beliefs. Trent, I think mm-hmm. you talked with him. Yeah, yeah. So he was he was in the band uh, at this at this very ultra Pentecostal church, and they were told, "Hey, y'all are going to be the band that ushers Jesus back into Earth, and the chariots are coming down straight to this church." So, with that being said, you better know your music. If you don't know your music. You're going to mess up Jesus' return. <laughs> and that's a problem. And that's your problem. And here's this verse here from Isaiah yeah. as to where this says, you know, we're right. going to usher him back in. Wow. And so his return is based on us and mm. don't be the one to mess it up, basically. Yeah. Pressure is on you. This is your identity. Yeah. So there was an obsessive uh, 
I not just like, oh, I really hope I get this right, but I have to get this right wow. or else there is wrath that's coming for me. Yeah. Not probably from just the church leaders, but from no, Jesus himself. No, but from Jesus himself. Is, I heard that <laughs> bass note messed up right. right there. I'm uh, not coming to you get I'm, this right. I'm going back up. Yeah. No. <laughs> Crazy. Woo. Yeah. But that, because that's the identity that it they is. carry. It is. Yeah. And so, yeah, you start putting all this together. This is who I am. This is what I'm called to do. Mm -hmm. This is my mandate from heaven. Mm -hmm. And the return of Jesus is somehow built upon or based on my performance, my obedience. Yeah. My behavior is based on, or his return is based on my behavior. That that will make you obsessive. Yeah. That make you obsessive about a lot of things. It makes you obsessive about the end times. Uh, and you find that. It's not mm -hmm. wrong to preach about the end times, read books about the end times, no. listen to podcasts or messages about the end mm -hmm. times. But I, I do wonder about people that are just, that's all they're obsessive about. That's all mm -hmm. they talk about. Yeah. And there's no application for life and relationships mm -hmm. and sharing the gospel and yeah. hope and peace and counsel and truth and, and, and the life of the body of Christ. No, it's all about the end times. Yeah. If, if that's your belief about the dominionism, then that'll make you obsessive about the end times. You got to know everything. You got to know all the details. Yeah. You got to read the scripture. You got to, you got to know everything about it. You got to know the timeline. You got to know the players. You got to know everything about it. You got to keep up with Kill. the latest, uh, yep. latest things that are being What's said. What's Russia doing? <laughs> and, yeah. And, and you got to keep up with the latest. This is a reference to other podcast of ours. You got to keep up with the latest prophecies there that are coming go. out. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, who is God saying that Gog and Magog actually are? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is He saying about this person today in yeah. America? I have the latest prophecy about this. Yeah. Tune in, and I'll tell you. You know that kind of thing. Yep. All that becomes important. You become obsessive about yep. all that stuff, and you start believing all of these people. We also become obsessive about the government. Mm -hmm. uh, you're you're all the time looking and listening and seeing their interactions and wondering what your interaction should be and who's mm -hmm. who's this player and where is this person and who yeah. are they from what's their yeah. what's the back channel to them what's their yeah. history you just obsess about all of that because this is now what life is all about yeah. for you also become obsessive about the political uh in, environment yeah and who's running who's not what's going to happen next sadly out of that grouping camp comes a lot of conspiracy theories. Yep. Uh, it comes a lot of speculation. <clears throat> yeah, especially I, whenever it's your responsibility to bring Jesus back to the earth. And then therefore, well the evil against the evil in this world is now literally against me yeah. because I'm the one bringing him back in. So everyone and everything I'm going to assume is against me immediately. Yeah. And and they all of a sudden have the power to stop him as well because if they yeah. can if they can thwart the political yeah. powers of the day, then they can yeah. thwart Jesus returning. Yeah. And then Jesus just became from <laughs> omnipotent to, That's right. oh man, he's a little smaller than me. I need to help him out. <laughs> like, come it's on. true. Really? Uh, now, I will say, I recognize in this yes. day and time that a lot of uh, things that were considered conspiracies have come to be true. I yeah. recognize all that. Totally. But there is a hyper yes. uh, attention to those, yes. to the point that, that is where people find their life yeah. and their joy and their meaning and it their is, purpose. And it's literally to where it's like, oh, this literally happened here, clear as day, right in front of me. Probably didn't. And it's like, <laughs> what? Yeah. That just that is its own thing right there. Cons it is. This this it's idea consuming. that yes, I, it's never yeah. ending. It's consuming. You never are going to find the actual answer. Yeah. And you just are left 
with despair. Yeah. And someone presents you with facts or truth, you say, I just don't believe it. Mm-mm. Yeah, so, I can't. Yep. Yeah. But you go obsessive, obsessive, again, about end times, mm-hmm. government interaction, political mm-hmm. involvement, even culture itself. You're obsessive about uh, the major, major players in Hollywood and who they are and yeah. what's going on and what's behind the scenes and how they all connected with the government, how they're all connected mm-hmm. with this shadow government. It just goes on and on. I recognize some of that stuff. It's out there. Is real. Yep. But that is not what we are called to be yep. pursuing and obsessing yeah. over. Dominion theology or not, you know, <laughs> if you believe that or not, I'm saying that yeah. people live there. Yeah, so. that's true. So um, if they are finding their belief in the Bible, yeah, then who are we to say that it's not? Yeah. I thought you said everything that's in the Bible is true. <laughs> uh, yes. It is. But again, like we've said here many times, we don't just take a passage or two mm-hmm. passages, but let's find confirming whole counsel of God. Yes. This is the truth that's shaped right. entirely yep. by his word. The scripture is altogether true and God does not lie and he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So mm-hmm. in his word, we know what is true because it is true throughout the whole and we can't just interpret one verse by our own interpretation we interpret a verse by other verses and let the bible interpret itself so we're going to look at some other verses today to help bring some mm-hmm. uh, what i would consider truth into the situation uh, not just balance that's not what i'm looking for here but where is where does truth land in the deal so let's start with some truth here and see if we can help understand where does dominionism fall and where should we land in this whole deal? Mm-hmm. So um, we know from the words of Jesus' own mouth that we are called to go global. We are called to go into all the world. Yep. But the way Jesus gave that calling, it was with the very personal, intimate, transformational power of the gospel one life at a time. Now, that's Mm -hmm. important because we're not called to government takeover. We're called to life transformation. Those are two different things. Yes. As we'll see later, if government transformation happens, that's one thing. That's great. But government control is not the mandate that we've been given by Jesus. Here's what he said. All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So what Jesus is teaching is a very personal one-on-one interaction. Go and make a disciple. Okay, so you're going to go and share the gospel and teach mm-hmm. someone how to live yep. out their faith. Yep. It's very personal. You're baptizing them. That's mm-hmm. not that's not 300 people at one time in a lake. No. That's not you know, 4,000 over a virtual experience <laughs> on the internet. Meta. It's, <laughs> it's a very personal. You're, you're teaching. You're making disciples. You're baptizing and you're teaching them to observe. So it's, I'm going to show you so you can yeah. do what he has shown me. So this is our calling. We go with this one-to-one movement that's very personal. Um, it's not in this massive 
movement initially. Okay, So even in Luke 17, it says, Now when he, Jesus, was asked by the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come. So here's the very relevant question. They're wondering, when is this coming? Yep. Jesus talked about the kingdom. They wanted to know, when is it coming to earth? When is it going to happen? What's the, When is the takeover, the political, governmental, societal, cultural takeover going to happen? Yeah. He answered and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation, nor will they say, see here or see there, for indeed, the kingdom of God is within you. What? So Jesus just turned it upside down. They, yeah. they thought one thing. They thought cultural, government, political, yeah. power. Mm -hmm. And Jesus said, no, I'm talking about the kingdom of God within you. Yeah. It's In deeply me. intimate, yep. personal, transformational. Yep. This is what we're called to first. This is what the gospel does. So this is important. If we're going to consider the whole counsel of scripture, this is our mandate. The mandate yes. is first personal. Okay. Second, we are to be kingdom influential yep. before we are kingdom institutional. Let me explain this. If a, if personal transformation happens or when personal transformation happens, that's great. Mm -hmm. If it leads to transformation in others, even over a group, or an institution, if it yeah. leads to that and all the players are moved internally, mm -hmm. that's one thing. That's a good thing. Yeah. So, for example, if if a husband uh, gives his life to Christ and he is transformed and he comes home and he is a different man with his wife, he's a different man with his children, yeah. and she comes to know the Lord, and the children come to know the Lord, and as a result, their entire home is transformed the way they live, the way they spend their money, the way they spend their time, the way they talk, the way they relate. If that all is transformed to a point that the Father says, we're going to change everything about us, that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the institution was changed of the home, but it became changed or it changed because of the individuals. In individual first, yeah. institutional second. Yep. So Absolutely. I think Scripture affirms this. Jesus himself said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. Jesus wasn't yeah. building an army no. uh, of physical soldiers. He says, so that I should not be delivered to the Jews, but now my kingdom is not from here. Again, it's very personal first, uh, institutional later. Yeah, And we get some sense that the disciples missed all this as well, that they struggled with it. They they yeah. wanted to think also in terms here of- Here now, yeah. rule. Bring bring about the justice instantly. Yeah. Get rid of all the evil. We want the good. Yep. Yeah. Do something about Rome. Yeah. You know, do something about these rulers. Do something about the in, all that injustice yeah. and the persecution that's happening. Okay, Jesus, let's do this. We're ready. Yeah. Uh, who's going to sit on the right side and left side? Who's yeah. going to who's going to rule in this kingdom with you? Yeah. Um, even Acts chapter one verse six and seven it says, therefore, when they had come together, the disciples they asked him, saying, Lord. Will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Is this it? Is yeah. This is it. Surely yeah. You, yeah. you were crucified, yeah. resurrected. This is it, right? Here we're about, we go. To, about to do this Wipe thing. Wipe out all of them. Yep. And and Jesus said to them, it's not for you to know the times or seasons which the Father's put in his own authority. <laughs> <laughs> just stopped yeah. them all. And then it's just like a whole, huh? Yeah, yeah. What? 
Exactly. That was not the time. That yeah. wasn't the purpose. That, yeah. that was not the way it had come about. And even in Matthew mm-hmm. 18, it says that at that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? We want to. We want the ranks. Yeah. You know? Let's see this. And it was at that time that Jesus called a little child to them and set them in the midst and said, unless you're converted and become like a little child, you'll by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus mm-hmm. was all the time having to undo and turn over what they were thinking this whole thing was about. And so we have to be careful that we don't fall into those same traps, that the kingdom is somehow political, governmental, cultural control first. That may result. Yeah. That's what, that's great. That would be awesome. Yeah. You want to see an entire community turned around. You want to see crime rates drop. You want to see criminals uh, have a change of heart. You want to see abusive husbands stop what they're Mm -hmm. doing and have a change of heart and love their wives. You want to see the seven mountains one. You you want to see Christian entertainment. You want to see yep. Christian art. You want to see Christian media. You, you, you name it. You, know, yep. you want to see the things. But that isn't the goal. But the kingdom in the hearts of man is the yeah. goal. Yep. And if it happens to influence yep. the seven mountains, that's amazing. You Praise want to God. see Christian business. You want yep. to see Christian government, all this stuff, right? Yep. yep. But that that is a result of the heart change. It is. And it's important to keep that yeah. in, in that order. Yeah. yeah I, I want to see revival in our land, revival in our churches. I want to see um, when it comes to uh, even the counseling field today, that there's mm-hmm. truth and there's real grace and the gospel involved in all of that. So there could be redemption stories, whether it's in couples, whether mm-hmm. it's in individuals or entire families, you want to see all that happen. And, and yep. it, it those things can't happen until there's a return to God. Mm-hmm. But it has to happen on an individual basis before it can happen on an institutional basis. Yep. All right. Absolutely. Um, and that's to be our priority. Uh, I think as well, another point I think fits with this is that has to be the church's priority. Let's see the kingdom built in hearts before it's built uh, in the culture. Absolutely. So uh, Jesus said, you are the light of the world. A city that's set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light, this is so good right here. Yeah. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. <laughs> this emphasizes all of individual freedoms and liberties and love because he says live in such a way that when people see you and the good things that you do that it causes them in their heart to give glory to god not uh, live in such a way that you force everybody else to do what's right whether they want to or not yeah Yeah. that's not the implication here yeah and it's not also Live in such a way that you don't go and impact anyone else and that you hide away in a cave and that hopefully you that's you know, exactly don't sin. Right. That's not the goal, but that, shining your light. That's another podcast yeah. of the day. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one. Yeah, but that's right. You know, um, we should live in such a way that it causes others to want to glorify God. And yes. that, that, that's building the kingdom in hearts. Yes. And, and if hearts aren't transformed, it doesn't matter if the institution is transformed. Yep. You, you could change all the laws in the land today. To follow every biblical thing possible. Yeah, you... you it, Go ahead and make them all based on the Ten Commandments. 
Yeah. Apply the strictest consequences that you want, whatever it is. Yep. Give everybody that's in the position of authority to administer those laws, give them the mm-hmm. power to do that. That would not make a heart change in the yeah. land. In fact, go read the book of Judges <laughs> and you'd see, right. you know. Just the opposite. Yeah. Uh, law can never change a person's heart. Yeah. Law can only reveal error and sin. Mm-hmm. It's grace that changes a person's heart. Yes. So uh, our goal is not to just seek control of the nation, but to seek heart transformation in every institution, whether it be a home, a church, a community, uh, an aspect of culture. This is what we're called to. We're called Mm -hmm. to inside-out transformation, not outside-in control. Uh, Jesus said, uh, unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. So transformation has to happen from the inside. You're born again on the inside out. That We have to remember this when we're raising our children, when we're growing our church, whenever we're uh, even in culture, if you want to see transformation happens, it happens from the inside out, not outside in. Doesn't mean there shouldn't be rules. Doesn't mean there shouldn't be laws. Yep. But uh, just take the context of a family. No one ever had their child reach the place of personal faith and maturity that they wanted by just applying a whole lot of rules at home. It doesn't happen. You nope. cannot force that because uh, faith is a movement of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, laws are simply control mechanisms on the outside. Yep. That's good. Uh, some other pieces with us today that we have to use to, to keep a proper perspective on Scripture is that um, we do we want to see kingdom transformation in our culture, yeah. but in reality, we live for another day when the kingdom comes to this world. That's it, not going to happen yeah. in our day, in our time. Mm-hmm. Uh, by our doing, mm-hmm. even. Um, <clears throat> in Luke 19, uh, Jesus tells a parable, and, and what he said was this. Uh, it says in verse 11, Now as they heard these things, he spoke another parable, because he was near Jerusalem, because they thought that the kingdom of God would appear immediately. They thought it was coming. Uh, therefore he said, A certain nobleman went into a far country to receive a con- receive a kingdom and to return. Jesus goes on and tells this parable, but the implication and the truth he was trying to tell is the kingdom is not now. Yeah. The, the king is here. Yeah. There's a kingdom being built in hearts, but there's a day coming when the king will go away and he'll return again. And that's when the kingdom comes. Yeah. And then Mark 13 has this very uh, uh, poignant verse. It says, but of that day and hour, no one knows not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Yeah. So if we were given the responsibility to be building in such a way so that Jesus would return, it would seem that it would be obvious then from his perspective whether yes. it was time to return or not. He could yep. see if there had been enough done yeah. or if there had been not enough yeah. done. But Mark says that the Son himself doesn't even know the day yep. that the end times all get kicked off. Yep. He's waiting for the father to say, go. 
Yep. So uh, Jesus is not waiting for us to do something before he can return. He's yeah. only waiting for a word from the Father, and yep. then he will return. Yeah. So uh, I think one other point then uh, we have to remember is that um, the only time that the planet or nations mm-hmm. will be under the full worship of Jesus is when he returns uh, to rule and reign here on yes. the earth. Yes. Yeah. Not prior to. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say, because that's only something that he can do. Again, yeah. like you've been saying, that's not yeah. something that we can do, but we do we do seek to do that in the personal way. Yeah. But Jesus is the one who will be the, who comes back and everyone will bow to him. Yeah. And, and the way he described it is that it's not going to be a pleasant sight for everybody when he does yeah. return. Uh, he'll he'll do some dividing of sheep and goats. He'll put some on his right, some on his left. And it'll be a, a terrifying day for many in that day, mm-hmm. uh, as there's a great separation. So, um, when we have that perspective, then it brings some peace into our life. Like, okay, I don't have to be stressed mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's all on me. Exactly. Uh, what I'm called to is to walk by faith and to love him with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Mm-hmm. Love my neighbor as myself. Yep. Walk in this grace and live out this faith and share the gospel yep. with others. And, yep. and Take the light. Sharing the kingdom. Yep. Uh, growing the kingdom in that way. Not somehow trying to force the kingdom yep. to come to bear. Yes, be influential. Mm-hmm. Yes, speak out in your community. Yes, speak out in your school. Yeah. Yes, speak out on the job. Yeah. Yes, speak out in your family. Do all of those things Yep. with speaking truth in love, sharing truth with grace, following the leading of the Holy Spirit. And then if he produces life change in someone, awesome. If that leads to transformation of their marriage, great. Mm-hmm. If it leads to transformation of their family, even better. Yep. If that man happened to be a business owner and he and he decides to transform his entire business yep. because of that, great. Yep. If someone in that business runs for congressional office and yeah. gets a congressional seat yeah. and says, I want to live out my biblical values and I want to lead others in that, and it produces transformation in a district, awesome. Yeah. If the mayor, I mean, if the governor of the state hears yeah. about it and he wants to transform his marriage, his family, his job. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. It came about because the gospel permeated yes. people yes. in a one-to-one relationship. Yeah. Not in a forced control by some who yeah. might be heavy-handed or seeking to bring about so good. the ways of God yep. by force. Yep. Mm. Absolutely. Love it. All right. Well, I hope that's been helpful to you. Um and as you think about the end times, our goal today wasn't to try to be a full a full menu of pre-chip and pre-meal and all that kind of stuff and get lost in all that. Yep. But, uh, but to trust Jesus, do what we know yes. we're called to do and walk in that and lift him up and live him out. That's what we do. Absolutely. So uh, That's good. Uh, blessings to you. Hope it's been helpful to you.